Hello, I'm going to call you Mima, but for my Hi. audience as well, your name is Claire. We know each other. Thank you, thank you so much Smack for coming on the podcast. How are you? How are you doing? I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm delighted to have the chance to talk about songs and how to write them. I've been doing a lot of self-promotion recently, which has also been a different part of my creative brain. But this is really nice to just come back to the why of it all, isn't it? Like, mm. why do we do this to ourselves? Exactly. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what's going on in your promotional world, what's just happened. Yeah, so I just released my debut album, woo, like about yeah, 10 years after I really <laughs> wanted to. Um, so I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. It's out in the world. I'm really proud of it. I managed to get it on vinyl. I love everything about it. I love the artwork. I'm really proud of the production. I'm really proud of the songs because it captured a moment for me. And it was really about me finally doing this thing I've been too scared to do for ages. So I'm really happy with it. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. The only downside is, you know, social media and trying to keep myself sane amongst the the noise of it all but I'm delighted it's amazing 10 years so tell me what's what was the turning point then if you've had this in you for 10 years you've been writing these songs you've been thinking I want to do this and then you've done it is there a moment that you can almost pinpoint like where that switch happened and you says okay I'm going to fucking do this now I think it was there was several moments I think for ages I wrote songs and quietly in, in my bedroom secretly and then I think one pinpoint moment was when I was like no I really really want to like share these and then the terror of all that and that whole process of just you know telling one or two people and then having them play them with you and starting bands and all that and then I remember just sort of looking around at other people who were self-releasing or being on even on labels and stuff and be like how do you do that like how do you even know that a song is at that point I was saying to myself good enough to be on the radio um so during lockdown it was kind of one of those things of like <laughs> I suppose everyone had a shift in perspective maybe of like oh my goodness like the world could just end tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you know like it felt so unsafe and unstable I was like like really why am I getting in my own way about this so I released an EP and the only the turning point I suppose was I told myself that was about learning how to release so it actually didn't matter about the quality of the songs or if anyone liked it or if they were good or anything I think really helped me let go of that so this was about me learning the techniques like you know how do you send it how do you write a press release and who do you send it to and even before that how do you get it produced to level and how do you what's mixing and what's mastering and how do you know all that stuff um I think that was a big turning point for me getting that first thing out no matter what it was and giving myself permission for it just to be a learning experience um that was probably the big one and then I got I loved it and I was like I had all these songs in me I was like right album um, go 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 do you know it's it's I'm so happy that you've said that and you've had that experience and you've shared it with us mm. because so many songwriters I think are and maybe you'll resonate with this waiting until they feel like they know everything they need to know 
before yeah. releasing and you're like yeah. no you've <laughs> got <anything>. releasing <laughs> is practice for releasing you yeah know? totally intimidated about all the different things I was like right well I just on this song will practice two things I think one of them was like getting the vocal sounding better than I could before or you know and then and then I'll get it to a standard that I'm happy with and then it's okay to find the money to ask someone else to help me you know to mix it and master it <laughs> and just taking the pressure off and so every every project I do it's about what can I learn from it how can I have a good time doing it um and then with the writing as well like how can I in this song I'm going to practice this little thing that I'd really love to learn how to do um and yeah and I, I that works for me rather than this has to be the my perfect amazing masterpiece that's you know because it never does when I tried to do that that's when I wrote that leave me here song which is literally a song telling myself to can I swear if not f off it was a whole song telling me go away I'm not ready for this (laughs) wow isn't that beautiful that as songwriters we get to have that wonderful like conversation with self yeah like we're actually in the act of you know releasing music thinking about music and we're writing music about our thoughts about releasing yeah. it you know yeah. and it's this beautiful energy that we yeah, get to have totally I mean that's always what writing's been for me is to better understand myself and to better understand what I'm thinking about or because a lot of the time I don't know if you have this like there's just this bubbling energy inside and I don't have any words for it or I, and it's so like all-consuming sometimes and sometimes it can be real excitement or it can be real like darker feelings and there's no other way for me to process them and to write uh, write them down and then if I can get them into a song it's like oh okay it's processed it's out um yeah so that's what I love about it that it's like totally magic I still don't know how it happens even though I do it <laughs> interesting talking about using music to understand yourself better do Mm. you find that releasing music has added to that somehow oh that's a really good question yes it has but not in the same way I think releasing music has really challenged my sense of like what am I doing this for and that's been the question I've had to come back to because, you know, the reality is like um, I'm like a totally independent artist. I'm doing every aspect of it myself with a little bit of, I got a wee bit of support from mentorship from an amazing woman called Naomi. She, she just gave me ideas. Um, but when you're like up at six in the morning before work, emailing 50 people or, and like maybe one of them's getting back or you're you know building up the courage to ask someone to review it or you know there is it's it's really helped me gain a better understanding of like why do I want to share it because you know we've talked about this before a song is a song is a song if no one else hears it but you it's just as valuable as a song that has got three million listens so why do I want it to be released into the world and I think for me it's the same thing actually thank goodness because I was worried for a while like it's just about community um it's an opportunity to come on podcasts like this and speak to you it's it's an opportunity to um 
hopefully make someone out there feel listened to or seen or heard or understood in a particular way. Um, it's I love performing and I love being a part of music communities. Um, so hopefully it'll lead to more of that stuff that I love. Um, but yeah, it's about building community and being a part of communities that I want to support. Um, cause the album, this one's all about, you know, mental health and nature and stuff like that. So yeah, it mattered to me that maybe if one person out there hears a song that maybe helps them out, that's cool. And if not, I'm proud of it anyway. Yeah, and all of that's just a bonus. So. And that, you know, so many people don't think about this. Mm. That releasing music can be this key to open a door to community, yeah. to more opportunities, to just more human-to-human yeah. -human experiences. And I think mm. a lot of writers get, like, if you don't know your why, and it's yeah. sometimes it's hard to know your why before you release as well Oh yeah, as, as you're doing it, like what you've been doing. Mm. For listeners, if any of you are considering releasing music, but not sure. I think some people worry it's arrogance or ego or who would care about my music. Yeah. Whereas what you're saying, Claire, is I care about other people. So mm. this is my gift to them. This is something for them. And in sort of return, I get to have that community, community with them. You know, that's beautiful. I think that was something I really struggled as well. Like who would, mine was more, but I can't make my I got really for years like but I can't sing like her and I can't play that instrument like them and I can't produce like that and but it, it's I think what I've learned through songwriting but also just generally at the minute is like circling back to yourself and like but no one can do it like you and that sounds really glib and when people used to say that to me I'd be like oh like shut up like just shut up like you can say that because you're like mega successful and stuff and everyone like it's convenient for you that you know the stuff you do is dead popular and everyone likes it decision making is really hard for me so if anyone else like there's a songwriter fine I mean I feel you like I could get caught up on like I don't know like what snare drum sound to use for like 10 days you know and actually having to do things quickly if you like it use it move on like because actually <laughs> no one sits there when you release it being like whoa I'm really like that you used zero 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 one three five four you know drum beat or whatever like no one knows no one cares if it connects with them and um, they'll like it if you like it you like it and that was the thing I'm even doing in therapy with like food and stuff at the minute like do I like it yes or no is a surprisingly hard question and I think as songwriters we can get so stuck in that and like just developing that so developing that sense of do I like it yes or no do I like this song yes or no do I want other people to hear it yes or no and that's it like yes I really hope that these songs are a gift to people and I really hope that I can build community and be a part of communities but also I just wanted to and that's enough it's enough to just want to if you just want to do it you don't need to have any more justification to you or anyone else. Like, you're allowed to. And no one's going to come swooping in and tell you, oh, you're allowed to. I was waiting for that for years as well, you know. Mm. You it's so. it, you have to come swooping in for yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. You just have to do it. You know, there really is something in this mm. where we're not encouraged to 
go on adventures to find out what we want. And even when we do have an idea of what we want, the narrative quite often comes down and says, well, why do you think you can just get what you want? You know, and and actually right now, as we're recording this, which it's November, every week inside my free Facebook group, it's called Radical Songwriting. I have a theme for the week. Mm. And last week's theme was define your desires for this exact reason like you're allowed to say, I want this, I desire that. It's wonderful mm. that you had that experience. And yeah. now that you're here, right, and you've you've been writing, you've, you've been like very prolifically writing over the last few years mm. and you've got this sense of trust and you're connecting with self, how is that seeping into the actual practice of songwriting for you? I think there's an underlying calmness that I have now versus maybe before when I wrote I was still maybe picturing would people will people like this is this good enough is this rubbish all that stuff whereas now I can write and I do it I, I have a different motivation I suppose I do it for myself I do it to understand I do it to feel better I do it to because I want to um and so I think then what I write becomes more honest and I still get really scared about that and I still to be honest every single time I sit down because I try to do this on the piano and I've been away from it a bit so it's a really interesting question I'm trying to get back into that daily some just something like so free writing in the morning or just sitting at my piano and just closing my eyes and putting my fingers down and seeing what happens or I'm starting to do this thing where I just like walk around my house and sing like kitty songs like I'm sitting writing I don't know I did one earlier about I'm cooking my breakfast and it's really rubbish and I don't have milk I'll need to go to the shop stuff like that just to be silly and playful and I'll try to sort of nurture that sort of positive happy inner child who likes doing it and giving her loads of space I'd be really like capitalist about it and it would all be about what I was producing and it was very like factory model and be like what am I going to write about and then there'd be other moments in the day where I'd be desperate I'd like feel it but that feeling is bubbling and I wouldn't let myself I'd be like no you're doing that later that you've, you've carved out this half hour later for that and then it'd be gone so as much as I can, I'm trying to like, listen. I suppose it's like listening to your body more and being more connected with your body. And when it comes, if you can, and like, this is all, if you can, like half the time you're in work or you are cooking dinner and you know, life is there. So, but if I can, I will just drop what I'm doing and scribble something down and that can just be five minutes and that's my writing for the day, or it can be, yeah two hours later but I think it's getting that balance for me between the practice of you know I do think it's important to carve out time so I'm not saying don't do that because I think particularly when there are so many strains and pressures on us to be really like um protective of your time for that and like actually people do just take it quite seriously you know I used to be really embarrassed but people in my life 
that I care about and matter. If I say I'm just going to take an hour now to just do some music and write, they're like fantastic. They don't make you feel bad. And if they do, maybe that's something to, that's a whole other conversation to have with yourself. <laughs> that's a podcast about um, boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to take approach of just following it when it comes and not forcing it when it doesn't. And if I've carved out that time and it's not working, maybe it's about going for a walk or maybe it's about reading something that'll give me ideas or, you know, doing some yoga or finding a way to connect with myself. I love the journey that you've had with this. And and it keeps, to me, when you're talking, it keeps coming back to that stepping into your trust, stepping into what you want. You know, when I want to write, I'm going to write. And I agree with you about making time and being as diligent as you can because everything else will get in the way. However, when life does get in the way, it's just having that trust in yourself. And thank you so much for sharing that journey because mm. I, I know for a fact it's going to resonate with so many people listening yeah. who are somewhere along that line. And as you're still growing, like we're all still growing as writers, they'll be able to hear themselves in your words. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's just so important to um, find a way that works for you and no ways right and again I used to hate that I I mean if I heard myself talking like four three even three four years ago I'd be like oh because I just wanted like someone to tell me how to do it <laughs> and everyone was just like you have to figure out yourself and your own way to do it and I hated it I hated it like I was just like I don't want to do that <laughs> I want to skip all that and um you can you can skip all that and you can write pretty good songs but I think for it to be sustainable and for you not to be stressed out by it uh you need to do this type of work and writing I love Ocean Vion he's a a Vietnamese American poet and listening to him talk about creativity is amazing he talks about like writing isn't just on a page you know you can walk and write you can dance and write you can be in the shower and write you can sit on a bus and write you know, and so if it's not working for you to be in front of your laptop or on a page, just try something else. And I think that thing about what's really important to me is just nurturing that fun, creative inner child in me because she's the one who writes really. So the more I can let her, I mean, at nighttime, I sometimes draw silly animals or like put on a loud piece of music and like dance like a lunatic. And I think all of that feeds into then you're feeding your subconscious with all of this stuff and even now sometimes I'm just like but but how do we do it like I've done it quite a lot now but every time I'm like I have the fear it's not going to happen you know I don't think that'll ever go away because it is magic you're being you're taking part in like an ancient magical ancestral thing I, I know exactly what you mean, that little bit of fear of like, oh, what if yeah. it's all gone? <laughs> you know? Well, I'm just going to keep showing up and hope it hasn't. <laughs> you will. Like, in kid, I just go back to kids. Like, kids singing in their bedroom and stuff, they don't care if it's good. You need to not care if it's good, which is really hard as adults because we're constantly told to come. I, that's one thing about the arts, I think. Do you know, do you remember in school and stuff or just any sort of education system, we're always like, the value of something, it was only ever valuable if you could compare it to something. This is good because so-and-so did it like this and then 
they're they're sort of imitating that and like what is that I think that really messes us up I see the value in it in maybe scientific sort of scenarios but you know one person's good is another person you know it's totally subjective so you have to let go of that but it's hard it's really hard because we're everywhere we go and I, and I agree with you as like women like we're we're under so much strain and pressure to not want to do anything for ourselves and our value we disappear right we're supposed to be invisible and, and hold up the people around us I think it's a class thing as well like what being able to admit what you want and being feeling like you're allowed access to these spaces which get gate you know get kept is that a word by people most people don't find this magical flow state every time <laughs> it's rare so like it's okay you are people are battling a lot especially right now of just absolute chaos I was really really happy when you agreed to chat mm. because I just knew through knowing you a bit mm-hmm. And when your work and your songs and how you come at songwriting and also your songs are beautiful, mm. we will link all of your oh, online <laughs> bits and bobs in the description. So please, everybody, look at the podcast show notes and do all the clicking and go and listen to Claire, a.k.a. Mima Mero, which is your artist name, which is beautiful. But just everything you've said today, I feel very, very reaffirmed and the way I'm looking at music and that we share that is wonderful and beautiful and so we're going to wrap up and say goodbye to Claire and please do go and check out all Claire's fantastic work the brand new album that's just came out more or less share enjoy and thank you so much Claire it's been fantastic talking to you this morning oh, thank you thank you so much 